Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Continues now. Ball caught, touchdown! What a catch on the three-yard line by Jaden Thomas. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Put on the one-yard line and into the end zone. Tobias Merriweather, first catch of his Notre Dame career, goes for a touchdown from 41 yards out. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Setting up Estime over the middle, 25-20. He'll score. 10-5. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Eight minutes after 6 o'clock on this Wednesday evening. Let's head to the campus of the University of Notre Dame for more Fighting Irish football conversation. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined by Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, Blue and Gold. Another practice in the books for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Tyler, I guess initially just a thought from watching a little bit of practice today. Did anything stand out to you? Yeah, just the back and forth that these guys have. I mean, it's it's been a really good fall camp. Uh, funny enough, I'm actually in the Notre Dame Student Center right now, which is attached to or inside of whatever you want to call it, uh, Notre Dame Stadium. So I'm working away, kind of writing up what I saw. And uh, a student came up to me and recognized me and said, hey, uh, Tyler Horker, right? Like, you've been at practice. What are you seeing? (laughs) And I just told him, uh, great back and forth. Um, I'll give you one example or a couple examples just from today. They give us a one-on-one period, so five minutes of wide receivers going up against defensive backs and all three scholarship quarterbacks throwing these guys to football. And the very first rep, uh, Tobias Merriweather actually beat All-American corner Benjamin Morrison mm. to the middle of the field uh, for a touchdown. Really smooth-looking route. Uh, Hartman hit him in stride for a touchdown. And then I want to say it was eight reps later. You know, you kind of cycle through, let Hartman throw a few more, and Jelly throw some and get back to Hartman. Uh, very same setup with Hartman throwing the ball and Merriweather going up against Morrison. This time Morrison, you could tell the competitor in him said, you know what, I'm not going to let him do the same thing that he did. And <laughs> he didn't even let Merriweather get two or three yards downfield uh, with some legal hand checking, locked him up. It's one-on-one, so Hartman only has one place to throw the ball. He threw it in there anyway, and uh, Morrison emphatically batted it to the ground. So you, you have the give and take, the good competition. I think that's exactly what Marcus Freeman wants to see. Tyler, how many wide receivers do you believe will be in the team's main rotation? I'm talking about heat of the game, not necessarily mop-up time. Yeah, so Chancey Stuckey told us seven right now, and you can read between the lines. There's only nine of these guys on scholarship, and K.K. Smith, the freshman, I don't think he would have been in there anyway, but you automatically take him out. And then I think they're taking out Braylon James as well, but I'm not so sure that's a smart decision. Uh, Chancey Stuckey didn't explicitly say Braylon James isn't going to play meaningful snaps on Saturdays, But, hey, I saw Braylon James catch a touchdown pass against Cam Hart today in coverage in those one-on-ones that I was just talking about. And, you know, all we've heard all along for Braylon James is he's only a deep threat. He needs to work on all the other little things. 
that was a little thing. It was a slant, and he beat one of the best corners, uh, obviously at Notre Dame, maybe in the country for a touchdown. So I think you have to put him in there. So that gives you eight, but then it's kind of trial and error. It's like, is Tobias Merriweather going to be the guy that takes the leap? If he's not, kind of like last year, you, you can't play him. Um, and that just is what it is. He wasn't ready to play last year. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. There's a lot of people that will tell you a lot of different things. I kind of trust the coaching staff in not putting him out there. If, I mean, we saw him against Cal. He didn't even know where to line up. Like, you can't have that. And if that's where James is at, you can't have that either. Yeah. So it's trial and error. But here's the thing. I think you have a couple guys in Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores Jr. who can already play at this level and, and play consistently. So, And they're not billed as starters right now. So if the starters are uh, starting – you know, they play up to a starter's level and you're able to keep them in the field. Last year, it was just three guys, Jaden Thomas, uh, Lorenzo Styles, Braden Lindsay. I mean, they ran those guys into the dirt. This year, you can actually spell them with Greathouse. And then, uh, obviously, with Rico Flores Jr., maybe even you get Braylon James onto the field and Matt Salerno can come in in certain situations as well. So it's not the deepest room, but I think it's a little deeper than last year's. Talking to Tyler Horka from Blue and Gold Illustrated. Read his work at blueandgold.com. Tight end Kevin Bauman, done for the year, partially torn ACL. What does that do to the tight end rotation? Yeah, I don't want to say that this was like a long time coming and it kind of clears some things up because that wouldn't be fair to Kevin Bauman. But look, ever since the first week of practice, it, things were kind of trending downward for him until Freeman finally came out and said, five days ago that he's out for the season. So you're able to kind of fully take him out of the picture. And what we saw all fall camp is where these guys are at right now with Mitchell Evans, the junior as the number one and Holden stays the sophomore as the number two. Those have been your two most healthy tight ends, the two healthiest guys for really going on a calendar year. Now, once Mitchell Evans got healthy enough to play the middle of last year, he's been trending toward that number one spot when Mayer left. And that's where he is. Holden stays stayed healthy went through his freshman ups and downs, and now he looks like a guy that contributes. So he's number two. Once Eli Raritan gets fully healthy, you have a very solid number three and, and really a guy that can compete with both of those guys for maybe even the number one spot. And that's really all you need. Uh, Notre Dame is, you know, tight end you. So you kind of think depth and you think strength and numbers at the tight end position. But really, odds are you're only going to have two of those guys on the field at the same time, sometimes even one, three at the most. So if you can get those guys all fully healthy – that's where you're at now. If one of those guys drops out of the picture, who knows what happens with Eli Raritan? Then you start thinking, okay, David Sherwood needs to take some reps, and maybe even the freshman Cooper Flanagan, who has looked pretty good wearing that number 87, to take some reps. So uh, health is paramount in that group when you lose a body like Bauman, because that's what it was at that point. He gave you six healthy scholarship guys. Now you start to dwindle that down. We saw last year that you know the numbers started coming down in that unit. You need to keep those up, keep those guys healthy. Because when they are healthy, I think, you know, potential is there. Now they have to prove it on the field. When the Irish go six defensive backs on defense, we're going to see, of course, Watson, Brown at safety, Harper at nickel, Hart and Morrison as your corners. And now they have this new fancy name for the extra safety coming on the field, the Aztec position. Who is the leading candidate to take over that spot? I would give it to DJ Brown just for a couple of reasons. One, experience. Uh, an experience in Notre Dame's defense. I know Antonio Carter, who would be the other guy that's up for the running to get some time there, is a graduate student himself. 
but he hasn't played it down at Notre Dame, and he's played all of his college football at the FCS level. So he looks good. I mean, he looks like an FBS player, and he's at Notre Dame for a reason. I think he added some really good depth at that position. But, I mean, D.J. Brown is a guy who, as of a couple of weeks ago, thought maybe he's going to be starting at safety instead of uh, a Ramon Henderson or, or somebody like that. So I think they like what – they have in DJ Brown as a tackler and that's what you need this Aztec position to do. I mean, you're going to see this guy blitz a whole bunch and they're going to ask him to run stop uh, and obviously cover as well. I think DJ Brown can do all of those things and maybe Antonio Carter can do all those things too. I think you kind of see a tag team between those two guys and and those are guys that are losing out position battles uh, at the true safety positions right now. I kind of like that they throw in this Aztec to say, Hey, uh, it's not that you're playing bad. These other guys are playing better. We've got a spot for you here, and, and it's kind of a unique one to do all of these different things. And Antonio Carter called it a rover, and obviously that's more of a linebacker position. So uh, those two guys are pretty sure tacklers, and I think that's why you're going to see them play Aztec a whole bunch this year. Tyler, based on what you have seen watching the defense during fall camp, is Jalen Sneed a linebacker that might play, let me throw out a number, 25% to 40% of the snaps? Is that in the ballpark? Yeah, that's a good goal for him. Uh, I've seen a lot of investment in Jalen Sneed, and that's a difference from last year. Uh, last year, they didn't pour into him like a guy who was going to play very meaningful reps. And you saw that um, with him not making his debut until I think it was November 12th against Navy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, you know, three, what was that? Three fourths of the season went by. I think he played in three regular season games, maybe, and not a whole lot in those games. Now they're treating him like a guy who's going to play and, and play a lot, like you said, uh, maybe even up to halfway of the snaps. Uh, halfway of the snaps, I would say 25% is a, is a pretty good goal. If he got the 40, I mean, he would exceed expectations. But the difference I've seen with Snead is they're treating him as uh, you know a guy that can give you special um, play in, spe- in special situations, situational football. Where I mean, I saw him getting one-on-one coaching with Al Golden and some of the GAs. Uh, for pass rush and they're, they're kind of thinking of ways like, Hey, how can we get him on the field? Maybe spice up our pass rush a little bit. It wasn't as great as we wanted it to be last year. This is a guy who's got the speed that can come off the edge and really set the edge and get to the quarterback that way. So you're not just going to see him try to take reps from Jack Kaiser or Maris Lee. You're going to see him get in there and, and maybe some special situations I'm not saying he's going to play Aztec maybe he's uh, a little too big for that and, and they think of him a little differently but maybe he will I mean maybe this is a guy that has finally found his athleticism knows how to use it and you can't keep him off the football field because good things happen when he's on there that's the guy that they recruited in Jalen Seed and I think that's where he's getting to as well Tyler we are going to be combining our efforts and hosting a YouTube live Notre Dame football show via the blue and gold YouTube channel for our listeners and your subscribers. How can they find us Monday at three o'clock Eastern time? Just as you said, go to blue and gold.com blue and gold illustrated. Uh, I think it's actually at fighting Irish. Um, Somehow we have that Twitter handle uh, or that, not that Twitter handle. I'm sorry, that YouTube handle. Um, Notre Dame's actually kind of fighting against that and saying, hey, how do you guys have that? Maybe we should. Anyway, <laughs> Fighting Irish, if you type in Fighting Irish or even blueandgold.com, Blue and Gold Illustrated, you, you could find us a variety of ways. You know, the, the search SEO is going to play in our favor, and you're going to find us 3 p.m. Eastern, like you said, on Monday. So we'll have Marcus Freeman's press conference to talk about. 
we will have uh, a variety of things leading into Navy to talk about big season, you know, big picture uh, questions about the season. And all of these topics, which is pretty cool, are going to be coming from the subscriber base at Blue and Gold Illustrated. So the show is going to be called Hey Horka. Uh, you can call it Hey Pritchett, too, if nah. you want, because you're going to be a, <laughs> a really big part of this. But, yeah, Hey Horka has been a staple at blueandgold.com. We get questions from Blue and Gold subscribers. Okay. We're going to take the best handful or two and uh, answer them live on YouTube. It's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that as well, and I'll hopefully send out a link on Monday to remind folks about checking out Tyler and I on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel Monday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. But for now, enjoy our visit. Get some work done tonight, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Darren. Thank you so much. Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. That's going to do it for Budweiser's weekday sports beat tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm back tomorrow at 5 here on WSBT Radio. In one minute, South Bend Cubs baseball on WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.